This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back, friends. This is Stack and Pennies presented by Mobile One Loss. Vegas edition. Young Money puts all his chips on the table and punches his ticket to Phoenix. That five team was strong. We grinded out a day. Didn't have much speed, but we came away with another top 20. So I'm somewhat happy about that. We had some pit road boats and woes that will break down as well. And Zane Smith going cup race next year with a Spire Trackhouse collaboration. And also trying to win his second Truck Series title in a row right here on Stacking Pennies. Buckle up. It's about to be a great show. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're out here stacking pennies. Hello, friends. I'm Corey the Joy, driver of the number seven Chevy Camaro P1819. I had a spot in the airplane. They gave it back the following day, so I went from P18 to P, P, P19, and it's just top 20. Uh, to my right, Daniel Trotta. Hi, boys. Hello. Hi. You're uh, you're dressed up. You're emceeing an event up here at the Hall of Fame yes. for the RTA. Yes. Anything substantial? Did MJ show up? MJ was not Dang. there, but all of his people. It's nice to own a shoe company, I guess, because Steve Valletta said he has like 400 pair of J's. Wow. I mean, I guess they're they're handing them out over there, so I'm oh, going to try to get some. Since we're on the Air Jordan top, topic, I saw Bubba at the fuel stop in Oklahoma City on the way back at like 1 o'clock in the morning. He was wearing some sort of J's I've never seen before. I said, what are those? I don't know. I said, do they just show up in the mail? He goes, no, I had to buy five pairs last week. Hmm. Why? Why do you have to buy them? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he didn't ask. I was confused by that. Hmm. Or he was just bullshitting me. Just pulling your chain, yanking your chain. He probably doesn't want to he, make you feel bad. Probably. I'm guessing boxes show up. at Reddick's had Instagram stories where like he's in the living room playing with baby Bo and Alexa and there's just a like, yeah, like a well, coffee table full. It's come a long way because he was wearing his wife's shoes. They can share the same they, shoe, they've done, Yeah, He confirmed that, that on the show. Uh, yeah, I was like, what, what are they, purple? Oh, yeah, they're they're my, my girlfriends. I'm I like, guess that's a, huh? that's efficient. If like one of your opening questions to your future wife, hey, what size shoe are you? Eight and a half? Perfect. Okay. Sign, sealed, delivered. Guy wheels, whatever. He can wear whatever shoes he wants. Did you guys ever have those, like the sneakers with the- The Heelys? The, yeah. yeah. I did not. No, I so, did. I the soap's the one you can grind. I would have my leg if I had one of those. <laughs> Yeah, it's so What's the most obscure toy that they used to make? They like the unsafe ones. I had shoes in in like grade school that had like grinding pads in them, like plastic <laughs> pads. They were called soaps, and we used to just like at recess like grind on the bike rack. It was like a thing that was I, cool. I know you can't tell from kickball, but I actually used to be kind of athletic. And waiting for you guys to say no, 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 I wouldn't no, disagree with that. Yeah, we're here. Thanks. 
We're not here. We're not here to tell you off. Down. I'll tell you off Remember the, the team. Like the what was it? Where you pump them? Rebot pumps. Re-bought, and I really thought those were going to give me like an inch, like yeah, of hair, because basketball was my. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be unstoppable. I don't know. Might have Did been you wrong. ask Loretta hate... why the Hornets suck? You gotta drop. You gotta let that one. go. I was just wondering. I got a question for you. Okay. At what point of the day did you change a left front tire and you make the shock change lengths from when I think it, it went absolutely on? Absolutely, just throwing bombs over there and the shock couldn't take it. Uh, stretching it out. I have. Everybody that kind of reached out to me, like I had a couple people that were flying home. All right, we get on the plane. Had a really awkward thing happen on the last pit stop, um, which is just typical 12 car craziness. But we had a great day on pit road, other than that, and landing in Tulsa. You know, like when you start getting close to the ground, your phone goes off. Mm. I get like a, from a, a friend that says uh, WTF. I'm <laughs> and I'm like, huh? DQ'd. I'm like, who? You guys. And I'm like, huh, bad deal. Like, <laughs> like Hassler, but like Hassler, like our group is not like a group that messes around, right? It's not like other groups that mess around quite a bit. You might have not known. But there's no way, do you think? Like, did the whole Penske crew take off and have no clue? They were told before they left, right? The whole pit crew plane was gone. We pit were gone. Pit crew plane was gone. Yeah, okay. but the, but it's two separate, like it's a separate world. Like, I'm so disconnected from that okay. side gotcha. that like, okay, I've put enough shocks on strut boards working on the pull down rig that I understand like, okay, it didn't fit on the strut board, but it was just a weird situation because like the left front shock is not the one, like if it was the left rear shock too short, that's a... Yes, that's the, a different game, but the fr- like, if you're a short track person, the way these cup cars run, it's completely opposite. It's nose up, ass down, because yep. you're trying to seal the diffuser. So if your left front shock is too short, it's not good. You want it to be longer. Yeah. Um, but rules are rules, and they, you know, I guess there was a lot of conversation about it, and they NASCAR came back and completely did the right thing. takes ownership, right, and said the template was off and. Wanted to reinstate all your points and gave you stage points and finish back and wants to do the right thing and it's a big vows deal. it'll never happen again. We have never seen this before. One, it was only the second time a car in the playoffs has ever been DQ'd, but the first time in NASCAR history, a disqualified team has then been reinstated without an appeal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was our didn't question. didn't have to appeal Monday. it. Ryan, not to have you speak for the whole organization, but maybe just your standpoint. Corey and I were talking about it on Sirius XM today. The emotional roller coaster that takes you guys on, thinking that you go from minus seventeen to minus fifty six, and then you get your points back, and you're you're back in the hunt psychologically in the round of eight with two to go. Yeah, I, dude. Like, I don't know if I'm getting older or what, but like the pressure of the playoffs, especially in the round of eight, is like real. And then we go, you go. Like, I had a great day on Sunday, and you leave, and it's not like we were twenty to the good, right? We're still seventeen back. It's gonna be a pretty long road to hoe. We had a great day, right? We got stage points in both stages, finished sixth. By all means, that's a great day, and we lost points to where we were. So it wasn't like a huge emotional swing, but like everybody's like, oh, what, what'd they say? I got one text group text from Hassler, and he was like, we'll just have to go win one, boys. That was it. And that was the only thing. And then that came up yesterday, and I screenshotted it and sent it in our pit crew chat with our pit coach and said, we're back, baby. <laughs> and that was like the, but, but for us, like the way that the teams work, I'm completely disconnected from that. Like it's, we are there to do the best pit stops that we can, no matter if we're 20 points to the good, 56 points to the bad, on the cut line. Like 
you have to attack the car the same way when it comes in the pit box every time and understand down and distance, but it's like, it doesn't change my job per se where we're at in points. So, but just your outlook on getting the feedback, yeah, right? Like, yeah, that's it was the tough goal. to be like, it was like, huh, okay, well, like, my mind is always like, okay, so now we're 56 back. The goal is to win. So, like, our now we can, we just have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about stage points and this and that. Like, let's just go balls to the wall. But then it was like, okay, hey, we're back in it. Still pretty much the same thing that we just don't have to win. We can see if somebody else has an issue or, or kind of, mitigate the race like that but yeah i don't know i was pretty stoked on it i want to win a championship so i'm happy for you guys i'm happy that nascar did the right thing and owned up to it and was so transparent you know of where the issue was and because you know people then want to know it's always like well did they cheat you know and to, to clear penske's name of not doing anything nefarious with the shock i thought was very on board because they could have just said we're resending it and not said another word, but they were extremely transparent publicly, you know, to go on record and say it was not a Team Penske issue at all. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, when I saw it was a left front, it made me instantly scratch my head like, mm, there's not much juice. And surely at this round of the uh, of the playoffs and the position that those guys are in, they're not going to do something that's not worth the squeeze, right? If I saw if it was a left for a shock, it's like, okay, well, 50 thousandths of – of a shorter shock would be a ton for just the diffuser sealing up more, getting the back of the car down, making more downforce. But a left front, I was like, mm, that doesn't make much sense to me. So interested to hear. They're back in it. They're back in it. They're back. Round but, of eight dog. like he just said, you know, it's still, they're still not in a great position because they have a great day, get stage points in both, run just outside the top five, and with the five winning, you still can lose ground to the cut line. So that just goes to show how elite you have to be and almost how perfect you have to be in this round to be able to punch your ticket with making up the gap if you don't have those those stage points in your pocket. Quick recap of my day. Qualified 28th. Felt like we just had a parachute on the back of our car all weekend. Just didn't – balance was pretty decent. The track kind of came back to us towards the end of the day. That we just scrapped and clawed and didn't hit nothing and had a good pit strategy and got track position late and held on to it for our 17th top 20 of the year, which is two more than my career high, which was last year, which I didn't feel like we ran well very good at all last year. Still continued, knock on wood, our only car of the series that doesn't have a DN, uh, DNQ or DNF. You about did. I about did because holy moly. Buckle up for this week's Corey Close Call of the Week. Down the straightaway here. So I'm Pat. You can't see from the video. Okay, and The 14 car is on my right side. and I've been trying to clear this guy for three laps. So I commit to drive it in here and slide job him. So I'm in the act of sliding. Meanwhile, oh. the 42 is in the fence. Holy shit, Watch out. Woo. Ah. I'm through it, Harry. The rule is you aim right for him. I did aim right for him because the combination of me – committing to look at this again look at this slow right here i thought he was backing up to the fence like oh gosh i'm done <laughs> nope skirt skirt through the smoke ladies and gentlemen that team nigu chevy driving off into what are sunset. you thinking right there holy <laughs> holy <laughs> thank you sweet baby jesus <laughs> that's a good future teammate and host of our getting out of your way like that thank you yeah appreciate that so driver the 77 next year carson host of our got up into the fence and really 
cause the pucker factor for me mm. because when uh, like as the cars in a bit of a four wheel slide as I'm slide I'm looking in the mirror to make sure I clear the 14 in kind of like a four wheel slip slide he's spinning out so I'm trying to slow the car down with the brake but the more brake I use the more sideways it gets so I literally had nowhere to go but the wall and if he would have backed up in the fence it'd have been a huge wreck luckily Lord part of the Red Sea, and we kept on going. So that was Corey's close call of the week. So, yeah, that was wild. One of the rare mistakes for Carson in a cup car, in this next-gen car. Going it's th- bumpy up there. He tried to rip in the top a little bit too much. It doesn't take much to slip the tire and be in the fence with these things. Hey, listen, if you're Spire, you're thinking, learn, learn in a legacy car. Yeah, no doubt. John Hunter's in the 42 car this week. They're giving him a little bit of a, a one-shot. Not one shot because he's going to be driving that car next year. But Head start, yeah. little head start. Found that interesting, maybe just coincidental, that he filled in for Bubba in this race last year. So mm. he's getting a little bit extra cup seat time at Miami. Probably the last time you ever see John Hunter drive a Chevrolet. Maybe Probably so. Only time. <laughs> Take note. Buy the diecast, ladies right and gentlemen. Buy the diecast. But yeah, I was proud of how he fought because it just wasn't, it wasn't one of our best days. We generally, if we have... A, Good, good balance like we had. I, I feel like we could be a top 15 car, but we just – we weren't. But we got three more. We can get three more people in points, so we're trying to get to 23rd in points. Potentially 22nd is uh, feasible. Unfortunately, from Gateway, Carson drove my car, broke a rotor. They finished dead last. I finished 21st, so I look at driver's points, right? I get excited. I look past somebody. I'm 25th in driver's points. The seven car is like – 20 points behind that, so we have to work a little bit harder to get those couple. Because you're measured on owners, right? You're paid off. Oh, so the seven car has a DNF. Correct. Just you don't. Yeah, that's all I'm concerned about. Mm, okay. Personal record versus team payout at the end of the I year. Saw, yeah, so that, what I said on Reddit was uh, there's only been 31 or 32 people yeah. that have finished the season with no DNF, yeah. so I don't want to speak too soon. The heat is on. The heat's so on. who are you fighting to get to 22nd, maybe? Like, who are the guys right in So I just passed Justin Haley in driver's points, but he's still ahead of us. So the 31, the 41, and the 2 are all within 20 points. Wow. It's going to come down to Phoenix, and if you can execute, you know, I think that everybody will be within three or four spots come Phoenix. For If you finish 26, I believe the points payout is zero, and it's a six-figure difference between 25th and 26th mm. to the team. So – I'm going to have to tighten the old belts and get after it. Faux show. What else we got? You surprised that of the eight playoff teams, no one had significant issues. I mean, all playoff cars finished inside the top 11. You didn't see speeding penalties. You didn't see loose wheels. I mean, for I know we said going into this round of eight, like it's the best of the best. Kind of felt like they proved it Sunday. Well, I called in spare change, didn't I? I, I said eight. your, your eight playoff guys are going to be in the top 10. You did say that. I did say that. There's a reason why those guys are in the top eight, because they're the fastest ones. Vegas is pretty much a straight-up measuring stick of how fast you can make your car go, how good your mile-and-a-half program is, obviously, and how much mechanical grip you're making. And uh, everybody brings their best stuff to this race because little Larry McNugget, the last five winners of the first round of eight, has become champion. Three of the last five Mm. years. Oh, three three of the last five? That's pretty good ratio. Pretty good ratio. I think that I'm not Larson, good at mass, but I think it's Larson 80%. is one of those three. So yeah, and Joey yeah. was last and Joey's year. Joey's the other two. Yeah, he did it in 2018 and 2022. So whew, a lot of confidence out of that five cream team. Ooh, right. dude, he was all but wrecked. 
Oh my God. And then like, yeah, but that's the difference between him and everybody else. Not everybody else, but most everybody else. No, no, like, mere, he was all mortals. but wrecked. He was wrecked. And he, and then he's like, wins the stage. We're like, I'm like, well, he's done. Whoa, Link. Nope. Just a little scratch on the bumper. He's going to get back and win the stage. Dude. And, and you know, just because the drivers aren't in there like, like freaking swatting flies and hanging on like you used to see, you know, Kale Yarbrough, doesn't mean that your hands aren't on like the verge of slipping the right tire and busting your ass. So out of two, it gets real slick if you have a little bit too much wheel in- input and you're on the verge of slipping the right rear and the, it just can't comes around. And you hear the in-car camera on NASCAR.com's app was s- spectacular. And if there's 36 drivers in the race, 35 of them are turning to the right. So at the same time, they're, the rear bumper would hit the wall. You'd tank slap it and hit the right front and your day would be done. But he gasses it up and is dr- driving it sideways, and the wheel was somewhat straight. And at the same time he hits the right recorder of the fence, he stands on the brake pedal and just straightens the car back up. I was like, Jesus, how do you even think a, by, in the moment? Just by, I guess by driving I mean, a race car four well, races. You know how many times he's backed it in the fence, quarter panel deeper with the right rear tire? A lot. Right? Like that's what he does, right? Yeah. Like, so it's interesting been a, to me though that you went back, you wanted to see how he Yeah, did he it. made eight hundred pounds of brake pressure, locked the left front tire up and the, th- the car just straightens back out. In the Little moment lucky. he's not like thinking that no, he's just you are just driving it and that's what You think that was pure instinct. Yes. Yeah. That he just knows exactly what to do. No, no. There was that was sixty percent instinct, forty percent luck. Uh because if the wall if he would have been lower on the racetrack than he was, he'd have spun out. Because the wall straightened him up. But the timing of his hands when he hit the wall, when he hit the brake pedal to straighten the car back up, was all that was all instinct and feel. But if he'd have been three feet lower, then he'd have just spun out. He like I, he's not saving it Cliff without the wall's given, help. Cliff would have given him an earful. Oh my goodness! God, you cannot spin out in the round of eight. What do you think he said when he won and got locked into Phoenix? Uh, they asked him. I saw a clip where they asked him rate this. Alex Weaver asked them to rate the save. And he said, oh, I'll give it a 9.4 because we got damage and the car got loose. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a 10, but he hit the fence. <laughs> Dude, but it, like his successful weekend started, like Larson's weekend started in practice when he felt that that chunk of the tire came out, right? Because he felt it and pitted. The nine car didn't backed in the fence and they yep. never and broke the top 20 all day. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was mired back there with me all day. Him and I just racing our b****s off for 27. Yeah, we were right there next to him in pit stalls. It was brutal. But, like, one thing I, one thing that was really pertinent for the weekend, two restart violation calls. Yeah, John Dinger and Chase Elliott, they tell you in the driver's meeting. Some people can say, oh, they didn't warn me, and I wasn't really laying back. They tell you twice in the driver's meeting. Hey, uh, no laying back. So they tell you in the driver's meeting. Eld Sawyer actually tells it on the microphone. And they actually sell it, tell you on the – Drivers meeting video, sometimes narrated by Chuck, sometimes narrated by Weaver. You have two warnings. So don't lay back. Yeah, you get you get your warning in the driver's meeting. You get but two warnings. Like, in the laying meeting. back is so much more important now than it ever has been because you have less horsepower. So on a restart, right, if you get uh, – if you have two mile an hour faster, it's, it, that, like Larson, everybody thought he had a problem, but he just lost momentum. And these cars are so momentum-based now that he lost three spots and, until it equalized. And his, and his tires were – probably 90 degrees hotter than his front tires at that point in time too yeah 
I'm not. I'm not trying to get too technical. Oh, okay. he lost some mo. He lost some mo. He lost some mo. But yeah, no, they and like, some rubber. Yeah, it's just ah, uh, can't do it. And and I think that's a little bit of a like a shot across the bow to everybody. Like, hey, these next three races don't mess around. No, can't mess around. MTJ rebounded a little bit. He had a dire day going. I, I'm best not playoff. Bl- I, I'm best not putting playoff my money finish on. that he's had, but first top fifteen since Watkins Glen. First top ten since Watkins Glen. Or first top, yeah. Did he finish in top ten? Ninth. Who finished eleventh? The seventeen. Busher. Mm. He was back there with me first. But still, like I think his average. Larry said that his average running position all day was tenth. Didn't feel that way. No, he was back there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And and the well the the pit call from James Small that he oh, about the 19. admits was horrible and he should have never done that. They should have come in and taken tires and Truex was a sitting duck and hindsight always being 2020, but I just feel like psychologically that team, it just, they're not trending in the right direction. And that was a great example. I am not putting my money on the 19 to go to be racing for anything substantial in Phoenix. What a bracket buster Truex is. You know how many people probably put him in there after winning the regular season championship? He was leading Homestead last year. And spun out coming to pit. It spun out on pit road. It got so spun like, out on pit road. like, look, I don't. They can hit at any point in time and go in the championship. Wow. Like they, they're, the they're still. Well, they're still above the cut line right now, are they not? Yes. Yeah, so by like, like, I, I don't know, like three points or something very minimal. You only, you just have to be in it. Right. So you, you feel like Truex, even though for the last what seven weeks has been a shell of themselves. Doesn't matter. You can. I've never believed that in sports. So you can flip a switch after almost two months of average performance at best and go out and be lights out. Well, you don't, you don't have to be lights out. That's why the system set up the way it is, is you don't have to be lights out. You can get there by one point to Phoenix and hit it right. And that's, you know, that's kudos to NASCAR for making the regular series champ have so many extra points because that's what makes wanting to win that so important. That's what's carried them this far. So, like, I'm not counting him out yet. Good luck to them. Best wishes. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm not counting him out yet. Hmm. Well, I am. Okay. Um, oh, I thought you weren't. You are. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like the, that goose is cooked, too. Although, I will say this. The guy I thought was going to take his spot at Phoenix, Tyler Reddick, did not have the day that he said he was going to. He kind of called his shot. I mean, he told me, yeah. he was like, we're going to win Vegas. And they maybe, were never close to doing that. Maybe in March. He wasn't right. bad. Going back in a couple months. <laughs> he ran in the top 10 all day as well. But it's just. Can't be good. Got to be great. Got to be great. The 20 car, you know, doing what he did, really put a lot of people in a bad spot. But I think he could have wrecked the five coming to the checkered. I th- Like, watching it back, if he would have stuck it, like, in to the, the middle. top. I think he could have went the middle. Yeah. Uh, I'm more. Let me give you a cold take or a hot take or a lukewarm take. I'm more nervous for the 11 than I am the 19 because the 19 team does not run on momentum, right? The 11 team does and they've lost it. And I think when Denny loses momentum, he starts to search and that's when it gets bad. I think when things are good, there's nobody better than Denny Hamlin. But when things are like get a little bit sideways or there's some adversity, I don't know that he's the best at getting through that, especially like this stretch of the season. If it starts getting tough, it's like that that talk might start creeping in his head. Haven't won a championship yet. 
this year's got to be the year. We got to be perfect. And that's when you have the mistakes. But like, they're only like plus two. They're single digits from the cut line. Yeah. And the 20 car who's run the best out of all of them and is on the pole every freaking week and yeah. starting to put it together. Dude, knock that on the is door. not a lukewarm or cold take. That is a hot take, sir. And I'm here for it. It depends yes. on. Wow. Steamy. So he, a steamy pile yeah. of takes. You think he may? So is that another way of saying like he peaked too soon? Because he was so hot coming in to the playoffs. Mm. I mean, he didn't have a finish worse than fifth for like, I think the first round and a half. Maybe got through the first two rounds. It's not like when you go, I beat all your drivers. I beat all, I right. beat your favorite driver, all of them. And then two weeks later, you finish last and someone puts the meme out. You got beat by your favorite driver, all of them. Right, like that. That's mistress. it's tough, man. It's the internet remains undefeated too. Momentum is a cruel mistress, and when it switch, when it's like shifts the other way, it can be detrimental. And I think it'd be more detrimental for Denny Hamlin than it will for James Small and Martin Truex because like, Martin Truex in a tree stand. He's like, all right, man. Yep. Like actions detrimental for Denny. Could be. That's not what you did there. That was no, that's uh, yeah. You know what else could be detrimental? Woes. Oh, and there was some this week. There was a couple woes. Let's get down to a breakdown boats and woes right after this. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Do your pennies stretch as far as they used to? Most likely it doesn't. Here's why. It took 200 years for the U.S. to print its first $5 trillion. Today, Washington has done that in just three years. The problem, every new dollar makes each one of your dollars worth less, robbing you and every other hardworking American. You can stop this cycle of robbery by diversifying your IRA or 401k into gold, an asset that has stood the test of time. Our new sponsor, Birch Gold Group, has helped tens of thousands of Americans protect their retirement savings with physical precious metals. Now you can too. Get a free info kit on gold right now by texting the word Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, to 989-898. With an A-plus rating with the BBB, you're in good hands with Birch Gold. So get your free info kit by texting Corey to the number 989-898. Go check them out. Put some pennies in some gold. Pit road boats and woes. One big one. The wheel on the 54 took a little ride. Bad deal. Yeah. I heard he did a historical burnout leaving pit road after that two lap penalty. Hey man, like we get it. <laughs> Was it big? I don't know, but like I but they like- said he grabbed second gear and just dragged the front brake and roasted him for like 15 pit boxes. It's his cousin. That's family business. Oh, is it? Yeah, it was Jackson. Oh, tough no. Deal. Thanksgiving's going to be tough. But, like, you don't have to do a burnout like that. We get it. So, <laughs> wheel fell off. We understand we did a bad job here. Like, <laughs> Well, just in case you didn't remember. On your team. 
Uh, I guess they. Why don't you tell me somebody was having a bad day with the old car with the right side pipes coming out? It might have not been you. Somebody was changing rear tires, so the exhaust is blowing right on you. It's probably Kurt Busch. I'm just going to assume. Yeah, probably most likely. And just comes in and puts it in neutral and just stands it on the chip. The it, entire it, time it, the guy's trying to change the right rear tire. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, we get it. We're having a bad day. <laughs> like, Sometimes it feels good to just watch the RPM bounce off the chip. It's it's. Uh, I it's mean, soothing. If it makes you feel better. It does. It doesn't make the engine shop feel better, though. Shout out Hendrick Motors. Not great for the valve springs. It's not. You know it's not great? No, tell me. I'm trying to have a nice dogs of the week pit crew segment. Yeah. Highlight some pit crew guys. Yeah. And the six car is just raining on my parade. Double dogs. Double dogs? They, were they t- dogs last they're week? Just, they're just stinking up the show. Stinky yeah, they were the dogs, dogs last week, and Damn. they crushed it this week. They're Did on they? a heater two weeks in a row. Mm. Yep. So, I mean. Wow. Is that the first time we've ever had back-to-back dogs? Double dogs? The first dueling dogs, if you will. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, what got, numbers get you a double dog? What'd they do that you went, whoa? Mostly eights and really? nine and put themselves in position to, to win a race. Yeah, so I think they had a, an eight-second average. It's probably the best average that— Ever in the history of NASCAR. I mean, I'm not handing out accolades, that's for— But we're handing out dog chains. Yeah, I mean, they they would get a they would get a chain at the kickball tournament for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, they— Na- doing, Name them uh, fellas again. The first, the dog, the coot dog. Same as last week, mm. Steve Price, Ooh. Lynchburg, Virginia, Coot Dog. Dog. Yeah, so him and Johnny Roberts, front changer. The, dog. Yeah, so uh, Telvin McClurkin, which I couldn't, last week when we did this, I couldn't get his Clerkin. name. McClurkin. McClurkin. I love, McClurkin dude. Dog. Yeah, he's a stud. Brad Robinson, their gas man, the one that, who the, who's the dog. meme. Like I said, we talked about him last week. But the one who's really been special, I want to point this out, Dustin Linebeck. Dog. Here on a half shell. Yes. And his, like, when you look at kind of numbers, I think everybody's looking at his numbers, you know, for the Jackman position. I think he's really, they're all really good, but he's he's kind of taking it to the next level. Everybody, every Jackman on pit road is watching now, what is he's that, doing. Is that just footwork around the car? You can see, like, you can see these metrics of, like, when the car stops to the, when it's off the ground, and he's, like, two or three tenths ahead of everybody. Mm. And there's just a, a bunch of things that he's doing quite a bit better than and right now right it's not a lot the 20 car came in leading and did a 9-3 and lost two spots wow right to an 8-8 from the six car and a nine flat from the five car from the first box from the first which the first box isn't like super advantageous at second vegas well it also goes from concrete to asphalt so you don't get a ton of grip and it's a little bit further away where like other places it's right in front of your pit box um I can argue that a couple of places. Martinsville would be another one. But yeah, like to do a nine three nine or whatever they did and get then lose two spots and control the race, like you did your job. You just got beat. Yeah. And that's where the yeah, the six guys you see this a lot. It's like baseball. When people get on a heater, dude, these guys are on a heater. And what would be the potential of them making a change? Ooh, I don't know. Seventeen's been strong too, and it's there's so much more that goes into it. But it's not, it hasn't, you know, it's been done before. You know, the twenty the 22 car made a pit crew change this race last year, after this race last year, and went on to win a championship. And, ah, it's a, that is something that is a, in a pit department you don't take lightly, especially right now. But they're ripping. Hypothetically. Okay. If they happen to be the undisputed triple dogs 
and they lay a heater down and continue their run this week, if you're RFK, do you put those guys on the 17 in Martinsville? If you're an unprecedented triple dog, you might not have a choice. Yeah. So I – A triple yeah, dog dare you. Yeah. Triple dog dare you to put them on the Just playoff car. Can't. Yeah, but don't do it, like, at Phoenix. That would be weird. Like, give them one to get acclimated, right? Like, give them Martinsville. If you're going to be a dog, you'll be a dog all the time. I know, but you said a lot goes into it. I'm just thinking that's a lot, a lot of pressure to put those put on yeah, those boys got, for a Yeah, but you only got one dog in the fight. That's true. The 17 guys, like, for all intents and purposes, have been great all year too, right? But, yeah, double dogs of the week. Stop raining on my parade. Because if you're the triple dogs next week, I'm going to be running out of to talk about. Yep. We're gonna have to start giving it to the to less Eight strength and conditioning coach out there. Homestead this weekend, tight pit road, gonna be a pit competition again. Only six pit stops last year, but the freaking pit pit wall here is so tall and so wide that rolling tires and getting them to where they need to go is gonna be important. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to to get down there, get after it. Another Miami's great, man. Yeah, another Congrats another to those eight second dogs. Yeah. Those pastel blue walls, I just don't like them, though. I don't like pastel paint, but more on that later. And more on Zane Smith because he's waiting in the wings. We're going to have the full interview dropping on Thursday this week, so you don't want to miss that. We're going to give you guys a little bit of a clip out from that one. We sat down with Mr. Zane Smith going cup racing, but also in pursuit of his back-to-back truck series titles. So we can talk to him a little bit. Stick around right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For me, race day is a great reason to shut down the laptop Put the phone on silent and simply enjoy the driving. But Mobile One wants to remind you that you can get that same kind of escape any day of the week. How? By simply hopping in your car, rolling the windows down, and hitting the road. No emails, no calls, no work, just freedom. Mobile One, for the love of driving. All right, guys. Right here in the Stack and Penny Studios, we are joined by the 2022 Truck Series champion. A lot of news around this guy joining us right here, Mr. Zane Smith. Yeah, thanks for having Golf me. Clap. Yeah. How's it going? Good, good. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. Been trying to line this up for a long time. Yeah. Came out, supported kickball. First off, how how was your kickball experience? It was lovely. I haven't won something in a while, so game winning RBI kicker. This guy something too. like that. I, it was pre- I kicked I mean, three of them, and, and two of them were, were out. So didn't matter because the last one was last what brought home yeah. the win Buddy. off of our other teammate next year's face, Carson Hosevar. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It could have been more perfect. So <laughs> He ran in front of that NFL guy. Yeah, I know. He got trampled. In front of him, and then it bounced off his face. Don't feel bad. Bob Pockers caught two of my pop flies last year. <laughs> There's a gold medal right there. Yeah, we, I sat mine on my kitchen aisle and just to remind myself we could still get some dubs. Still in there. Yeah. 
you're well, you're you're all, not even a year removed from being a truck series champion. So where where the confidence go, man? You got to muster that thing no. up for Homestead this weekend. The confidence is still there. It's just been a, a struggle of ups and downs this year of trying to finish them off. And I found myself in a must win situation now going into Homestead. So hopefully we could go do what we did a couple years ago. Man, you've been a busy guy this year. Several Xfinity races, several Cup races, some with front row, some with Rick Ware last year, right? No Rick Ware races yep. this year. Do you think that additional load took anything away from the Truck Series championship run? No, not at all. I feel like if anything made me better, I feel like just racing on Sunday, you learn so much in, in just one race. So uh, I don't feel like that's the case at all. And and I feel like with the Truck Series schedule is 22, 23 races a year. And so especially when the playoffs come around, you have one race and then you wait three weeks and then race again. So I've tried to put some cup races in between those big breaks to keep me fresh. And, and I feel like it's done. So it's just been a not great playoff run, but uh, we've had the speed. We, we have the team uh, to go do it. And like you said, we did it last year. So no reason we can't go get another. Now there was a lot of conversation. You were the number one prospect, but you were tied up with your current truck series team owner, front row motorsports, Bob Jenkins won him a championship last year. Was there any, there was, I guess there was a lot of conversations going on behind the scenes. Who, who pro sport? Who's, yep. Pro sport management. So those guys are the ones having the conversations and almost in the 11th hour, it seemed like front row picks up McD's contract, front row picks up Todd's contract, which left you the odd man out. Yep. Did that instantly like unlock your free agent potential to go be the hottest girl at the dance and everybody want to dance with you? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I saw my future at FRM for where the position I was at and the conversations that we had had, they, it was the same, we're all on the same page, but I had kept hearing there was interest and I'd have people pull me aside and try to talk about it and wasn't able to talk about it. And, um, and then once that came about, it was like, all right, let's figure out what we're going to go do. And, and I had multiple people of, of great offers come and, and have serious conversations about it. But we were running into the problem of, I feel like it wasn't that it was so late. It's just that people are under contract right now. There's not a lot of room at other places. And my offers for 25 and beyond were, were awesome. Everything I've ever wanted, but it was, okay, well, what do I do in 24? And I didn't want to really run another year of trucks. I feel like I need to I don't want to get stuck there, and I, I want to be racing on Sunday. Xfinity, the Xfinity car is probably the most fun to drive, but I don't think it's teaching you anything. I just feel like they're they're not even close at all to the cup car. So I wasn't so sure about that, and, and I just really wanted the cup experience. Like just racing on Sunday, the atmosphere, everything in between, pit road, all the small things, all the big things, it's just a different level. And just wanted to, to experience that for... 38 weeks or whatever. So yeah, fortunately got that opportunity once Trackhouse came about and there were some crazy offers. There were offers of, hey, what do you think of possibly racing the uh, V8 supercars in Australia? Because you could do a, a whole year of racing because their years or their oh. season is opposite of us. So I'm like, man, I'm not throwing that offer away but it was just like brief quick talks it was nothing too serious but it came about and i think it'd be really cool but i mean you're you're driving on the wrong side of the car there Bro. which svg came and <laughs> kicked our butts but i i feel like it i don't know how how that would really be preparing me so fortunately once i had that 
with uh, with Trackhouse, and uh, they had said that Spire is possibly going to be doing this and this and this. It really caught my attention, and so um, obviously see how you run, and just with the new Cup car, it's as even as it's been, and it's the quality of people that you put on it, and so um, I felt like with Trackhouse having some skin in the game there, I felt like there was a lot of opportunity there. How much of your contract with front row was front row and how much of it was forward like was because there's a lot all of front row it was all front row you yeah. didn't have a forward deal at all nope. okay because that's what we kind of talked about like man with kind of the 10 car and all that stuff we were yeah we uh, well sure. ford had done a, a ton for me just with my my short time there and and we had talks of, of trying to figure out a solution but once again there just wasn't nothing there and so it was just kind of a, my circumstances that that fell about, and it uh, it landed me at Trackhouse. Now, how it didn't seem like when those dominoes fall, it felt like it was a couple dominoes right back to back. Spire buys a charter, which almost allowed Trackhouse to pull the trigger on doing a deal with you because they had a place to put you for twenty four. Right. How quick did those conversations come about when those dominoes started to fall? Well, I was talking to to multiple people while I was talking to to Trackhouse at this time, and it was probably two weeks, I'd say, of just a a grind of of staying on the phone. And I I had a, a notepad of weighing out the pros and cons of every single team, and the it works, doesn't it? It does. I do that. Yeah. I do that every time you got a big decision to exactly. make in life. And I, I had talked to the people that really matter a lot to me in the sport and have a good insight and. It was a mixed bag. I was getting nowhere. And I don't know, my, my gut was at the time just with the track house and, and still is. So then, yeah, once I had a meeting with, with Ty Norris, he had mentioned this Spire deal that was coming about. And I just felt like, well, all right, well, this kind of checks all the, the boxes of, of what I wanted. So I did it. Did Makes they, it hard to not want to be a track house when you walk by the trucks at the track. And they got <laughs> they the got neon lights. and LED lights. Yeah, Videos they playing have on the, the back. best picture yeah. you've ever seen of Ross Chastain on the back. I'm how like, Jesus, damn. Ross Chastain. Yeah, how you make Ross superhero? <laughs> and then they got country music singers Imagine playing. How good this guy's gonna look on the back of that LED board. <laughs> superhero. This guy looks like, like a race car. Captain driver. America. He does. That's funny you say that. So I, when you when you say he looks like a race car driver, I remember going the first time I ever saw you race because you knowing Riley kind of were like three amigos kind of all came here at the same time yeah. but we went to concord hang on hang on pause that thought could you could we dig into that a little bit of you and and raleigh herps no and all them yep yeah for sure so all from vegas or southern california area right Trophy yeah they, trucks yeah riley and Noah are from vegas i'm i'm from huntington beach california so i always get mistaken i'm from vegas but besides irwindale the bull ring at, at las vegas was my home track really i raced there every single weekend I've known Riley since I'm sure people have seen that picture a bunch of me and him when we're, I don't know, four or five years old, racing trophy cards. You guys look the exact same too. No, <laughs> you don't look any older. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it's been cool to, to grow together and, and end up racing at, at the top level of NASCAR. I mean, we were all coming out here racing a summer shootout together, literally touring these NASCAR shops collecting diecast cars that's sweet so uh like, first off well coming to my mind wellness check on riley is he doing okay after his big yeah. win on saturday Has yeah we heard from him yeah i uh, i went to dinner with him last or yeah last night and with noah as well and so he's uh he's doing good had a 
had a good weekend. Yeah, which as he should have. No, Dad, I was so pumped up. Okay. So, but you three raced together quite a bit. So, did you grow up around Noah too? Yep. So, how many times um, did you have to punch Noah in the the hauler (laughs) when you were growing up? So, yeah, I guess when. So they're all they all live in the same neighborhood, right? And and when I would come uh, into town, I would stay at Riley's house, and uh, Riley and Noah were friends. I guess before Noah and I were friends, right? And they went to the same school together. And I'd come into town, we'd play NASCAR inside line at like Riley's house, and I met Noah. And um, yeah, I mean, he was exactly the same. Like I always use this like reference of you go to uh, Noah's old house, and he's a sister, and like her room is like perfectly clean. The whole house is like gorgeously clean and you go to Noah's and it's a train wreck. Like the shower stickle stickers all (laughs) over the, like just a, a mess, like random people coming into his room and just signing the wall, like the gardener (laughs) signing the wall. Like it's just Noah. And, um, and so anyways, uh, we just all kind of became friends. Noah at the time was racing Bandoleros for another team. And um, Riley was, I guess Riley was as well. And I was racing Legend Cars. And then we got into Legend Cars and we all became just a one team. And so um, they were, I how the bull ring does it is like Young Lion and Semi-Pro and then Pro and whatnot. And they were in Young Lion and I was in, in Pro at that time. And we did that for a few years and then made our transition to the East Coast and just um, tried racing out here. We race a lot more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Time for Penny for Your Thoughts, Corey. This week's question comes from a fan at Dusty Worthy. What makes it easier for a team to have success in Xfinity Series versus the Cup Series when they are battling the same big teams in both series? An example would be SHR and Colleague. That's, I mean, that is not a small answer. I think that the depth of engineering and resources, particularly to key partner teams, is what has Colleague kind of buried, you know, in, in a mid-tier, being a mid-tier Cup program. They're not a, a key partner Chevy team, so they're getting similar resources and information that we're getting. So you're always a little bit behind there trying to catch up. They have a little bit of a, a technical alliance with RCR, but still you're only getting what they're willing to give you. Stuart, Stuart SHR is just having a tumultuous year. Coming off that big one with Riley, though. Yeah, obviously an Xfinity Series. Congrats to Riley. But yeah, on the cup uh, side, cup side is tough. not what we're used to seeing out of those guys. I'll give you the short answer. Give me it. Cup racing is way harder. Uh, I'm and Hendrick said. doesn't cup, doesn't Xfinity race, and Penske doesn't Xfinity race anymore. And Hendrick, Hendrick dabbles. And, well, I mean, with their juniors, but it's not the same. I thought the seventeen, the seventeen Xfinity card, the HendrickCars.com Xfinity card came out of Hendrick. When, no? nah. when, when Hendrick goes, Boys run when it. they go to Xfinity race, and there is one cannon facing that car when you are racing 
against Hendrick Motorsports in the Cup Series on a Sunday, all the cannons are facing your direction, mm. right? And there's just a infinite amount of depth and people and focus on the Cup program. Cannonballs, if you will. Big cannonballs. They got a lot of cannonballs in those cannons. Dude, a lot of cannonballs. Yep. Um, Hard to dodge them. Yeah, I think that's just what it is. If you are a little bit off in the Cup Series, you will be 20th. If you're a touch off more than a little bit, then you're going to be 30th. It's not very it's not very hard to be dead last in the Cup Series right now if you have an off day. So that is the short answer. Cup Series is just way harder. Yep. That's what I got. Thanks, Dusty. That was a good question. And time now. We have a couple good submissions this week, so it's going to be hard for you to choose. Who's your Penny Stacker of the Week? So Penny Stacker of the Week, I forgot the gift that he get, gave me in the hauler. I forgot to bring it today. I believe you met him as well. Shout out Christopher Berry from Las Vegas. He's the Penny Sacker of the Week. He brought he printed out uh, earlier this year we did a a Step Brothers posed picture with Ryan and I with I the stack of it was nice. So he made it he framed it. Cute. Uh, so we're gonna put it as uh, oh. set decor when I grab it from the shop. And he also gave me I signed it, I believe you signed it as well. Yeah. Um, and he brought me a nineteen ninety nine Phoenix Racing, Randy LaJoy, Bob Evans diecast car. Nice. So because he, he, he noticed in the backdrop, in between all these Circle B diecasts that we have, and some Kevin Harvick Mobile One diecast and mine, we don't have a Randy LaJoy one. Oh. Guys, is top seventy-five greatest driver of all time. Let's Damn get my man a diecast car in the set. So he gave me that and a cool, I, I say cool, a funny large poster of Ryan and I posed as Step Brothers. Yeah. So. Christopher Barry, you, sir, all the penny stacker of the week amongst some stiff competition. Dude, Damien from Australia. Did you get to talk to him? Uh, he was cool. I don't know. V8 supercar picker guy. Nope, didn't talk yep, to him. Yep, got to talk to him. He worked with James Small. Talked to him for a while after the race. and It's just great to see, like, when you do something like this, you have people in Australia, let's do it. It's like the reach is, is everywhere, and they want, you know, it's good to hear our perspective. So Global thank you dogs. for the feedback. Yeah, we're all over the place, like Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Yeah. Stacking pennies everywhere. Just another one on the stack. You guys should forego the family Christmas card this year and just do that one. Happy tell holidays. Kelly and Carissa, like, I got this. And well, just they, make it like they you and no Ryan doubt step would do brothers. one of their own together. <laughs> yeah, well, then yeah. They, yeah, the girls can do one they with the kids. And then enough. you and Ryan send everybody your step brothers. No, we don't picture. need to give them any more ammo. We already get made fun of them. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. We have a lot of great stuff in store for you as we continue to bring you the best podcast that we possibly can each and every week tune into spare change that we fire off on sundays because there's only three more before we crown our champion on the year and also make sure you do not forget zane smith and that sit down interview tells us some cool stuff about his trajectory to the cup series as always continue to tweet at us hashtag penny for your thoughts like download share rate review all the things and hey don't forget to keep stacking pennies Presented by Mobile One. Talk to you all next week. Bye.